0: Hey everyone, this is Lil. You're listening to Lil on Life. Thanks for tuning into the concept segment. So I'm gonna start out by letting you know that this week has been a difficult one for me because I have been physically injured for the last couple of weeks. I hurt myself sleeping, it seems, and my body has been on protest. And so it's it's been a bit of a challenge this week. And in addition to that, there's been some emotional highs and lows that have happened throughout my days this week. And it connects to what was shared in the, in the story segment because all of these things are happening in coexistence. There's difficulty in moments and joy. There's hardship and laughter. And something that I've been really trying to work on is embracing the yes and philosophy versus a but. And there was even a conversation that I had this week with someone where they were practicing a conversation they were planning on having that was kind of difficult in their lives. And they said, you know, this was, I I know you're trying to help with this, but da, da 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 And I said, do you believe that they're trying to help with this? And they said, yes. I said, okay, so can we notice how shifting from a but there to an and honors the reality of two situations i think we intuitively know this and or have heard this many other places but changing it and making it a practice can be really helpful and has been very helpful for me in terms of allowing two things or multiple things that may seem diametrically opposed to coexist and so the connection here is that this isn't dissimilar to finding laughter in embarrassment And something else that stands out to me is also finding the opportunity to connect and laugh with people or even just connect when we have a shared experience with somebody, even when it is a difficult one. So I opened this segment by sharing with you that I'm not feeling physically the best right now in my body. And something that I noticed related to that is just how much it has brought down my mood, my energy levels my focus, everything for the last week. And so part of what I wanted to talk about in this concept segment is negativity bias, which is an example of an automatic thinking pattern. So negativity bias evolved as part of our nervous systems to identify threats, hazards, or things not going well in our environment so that we can attune to them, often to the disregard or neglect of good things that are happening or things that are just working well. And because these types of thinking patterns can become automatic, we can really focus or hyperfixate on those things that are not going well to the neglect of others. And so allowing a yes and allows us to see not just the things that we may be struggling with, but also the things that may be going well in a situation because we are physiologically prone to ignore them. And really what that speaks to is slowing down the thinking pattern so you're not on the highway, from stimulus to action, but maybe on a backcountry road where you're noticing more of the landscape that you wouldn't see before. You're being intentional in noticing what you may be overlooking. And you're also noticing it in your body as well. So something I can tell about myself is that part of the reason that I'm not getting better as quickly as I ought to be, is that I'm also dealing with some of the emotional highs and lows that have come through this week and noticing how that creates added tension and added stress in my body and a practice that i've been trying to really reflect on is getting out of my head and into my body there's a lot of really great resources available online related to this dr nicole Lapera, the holistic psychologist on instagram is one who posts some really really helpful practices for noticing when your nervous system is being activated and caring for it in a way that allows us to respond in a safe mode versus that fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. And that is really a practice that I've been trying to sit in because I notice how as someone who process cognitively quite a bit, that sometimes I'm overthinking, and I saw this f- said somewhere on the internet this week and so I'm, I'm borrowing it, uh, that overthinking is underfeeling and so i'm really trying to notice what i am feeling noticing what sensations they bring up in my body noticing where in my body i'm feeling it and really allowing that to hold space the other thing that that the holistic psychologist dr nicola para talks about is how our nervous systems like familiarity they like predictability and comfort And so even when something doesn't serve us, let's say it's an emotional higher and low, really polarizing emotions, for example, that can create some dysregulation. But if it's what we know, then sometimes our nervous systems seek out to repeat those patterns. And so part of the reason that I'm really trying to sit in my body and notice these sensations more is so that I can identify when familiar patterns are coming up for me, And then what that can allow me to do is have a bit more choice in how I wanna navigate the situation. And also what that's allowed me to do, because again, it's a yes and, is to really notice when I am feeling discomfort and hearing that I am growing. I talked about being on a learning edge in the last example and that was a hard place for me to be as you know from my imposter syndrome episode i like to be the natural genius i like to just be good at things and noticing that i'm slowing down or maybe second guessing certain things is creating some discomfort in me but in sitting and reflecting in that discomfort it's allowing me to be really intentional about one the awareness that i am growing and two celebrating that because no growth comes in comfort. So part of that is a process that I'm trying to sit in with some of this discomfort, which leans into the practice of habituation. So habituation is where you diminish or decrease a physiological or emotional response to a repeated stimuli. So the more I get familiar with these feelings and sensations in my body, tuning into the stories and narratives I'm telling myself, the beliefs I am automatically getting to when something happens which may or may not be true based on the objective facts of that situation. So something that I've been really trying to reflect on is naming, navigating, and then nurturing. Because if I can name what I'm feeling, if I can navigate where I am feeling it in my body and what sensations it is bringing up, then I can also seek to nurture it. And a lot of that nurturing recently has been tied to breathing. Something that I've been noticing as I've been trying to reflect in the physical sensations I'm experiencing to certain things is how my breath changes. And even when I bring up an embarrassing story or something that creates some discomfort in me, noticing where I am feeling it and intentionally breathing into it to just allow myself that nurturance. Something I talked about in the last episode at the end was about using our neurobiology and neuroplasticity to change our thinking in these situations and to observe and notice more of maybe the joy or finding the other things that might be happening and as i've shared about before with the reticular activating system the RAS, as it's otherwise known the things we pay attention to are the things that tend to be reinforced so that dodge caravan that gray dodge caravan that you're on the market for you're now going to see every gray dodge caravan that that passes you by even though the frequency of those vehicles being on the road hasn't increased but you're really zoomed in on that you're hyper focused to it and so knowing and noticing the patterns and the things that we're paying attention to and interpretations that we hold can really allow us to slow down and give ourselves a chance to get out of that autopilot so zooming out of our own situation to taking a pause to see what else could be true and sometimes When I'm doing this, it's about really dedicating some time to sit and reflect on something. But the new behavior that I've been adding is really trying to bring myself back to the physical sensations and the environment I was in when that situation was happening. So as an example of that, if I'm thinking about the situation with my brother, I'm remembering that it was a warm day that it was a sunny day, I'm connecting and almost feeling that sun, the warmth of it on my skin. I'm allowing myself to zoom out a tiny bit to see what else might have been happening, not just in our interaction, but in that day-to-day. And then in hearing the story and the retelling, really just connecting to what else might have been happening in that situation. So although I had forgotten about the latter half of, of that story, which was the embarrassing part about it, what I had really zoomed into in that moment was about the connection that was formed there, the, the kindness and the forgiveness, and the love that was shared in that moment. But now being able to zoom out and being reminded of his recounting of it, I can also reflect on what moments of laughter existed between us, the sensation of comfort, the feeling of connection, and just noticing all of the other things that I may have missed in that moment and really taking the time to feel them in my body. And with that also comes an awareness of what else you might be missing. So in thinking about that day, and my brother was right by the way, obviously that hospital was as I mentioned in my story on that road, that seems to have had a lot of prominence and points in my life. But what I likely missed was that there were vehicles on that road, that they were moving along, that there were other, maybe pedestrians and people around in that situation. And just broadening it out a little bit and noticing all the things that I maybe failed to see when I was hyper-focused and only zooming in on that one element of our interaction. In applying that further to my life, I can notice how I've had situations in the past where maybe something really cool will happen or I'll do something for the first time and my initial instinct might be something like, I'm really bummed that I haven't always known about this or that this is the first time I'm finding out about this. And in doing that, I notice that I'm also missing an opportunity to look at how this is something I can now, that it is in my awareness, continue into the future. And having that intentionality allows me to shift from more of a scarcity mindset of things I missed out on to an abundance mindset of the opportunity this now creates for me. And as we get more practiced in slowing down our thinking patterns and also slowing down our automatic reactions and just being aware of them, being curious about them, leaning into mindfulness based practices to really check in, we slow down that highway speed. And we give ourselves an opportunity to really connect with our bodily sensations our cognitive sensations and from there have more control over what we are interpreting out of those situations and what we reinforce and see in the future and i'll maybe just share a couple other brief comments and then i'm going to keep this segment pretty short because i am in a bit of discomfort so something that i have noticed as part of my coaching practice is that a lot of people are stuck in reflecting on things they don't want or that they don't like or that they want to avoid a suppression of things and when you notice that and ask somebody so what is it that you really want a really interesting observation that i've made is how few people seem to really know what they want and i think that's part of the reason that at least in my life i have felt disconnected from myself at times because sometimes our minds and our bodies and our hearts know what we want but for some reason we have a block or a barrier into seeing it or allowing it or accepting it and this is only something that i'm kind of learning and to lean into right now in a more significant way by naming navigating and nurturing myself but what i notice is that when i really pay attention to what these signals are telling me and lean into them, then I'm more likely to feel in alignment with myself and have an inner sense of comfort. And so my practice of that in this moment is an intentionally recording a shorter segment today to allow myself some opportunity to have that rest so that I am navigating and nurturing my body in a way that keeps it feeling safe and well. So I wanted to share just one more story and this is another kind of embarrassing one something about me that a lot of people don't know is that i mix up common sayings all the time i think it's because english is my second language and for some reason i insist on using these phrases but i never get them right and it wasn't until last year when i realized that i had been saying the phrase shaking hands and kissing babies wrong all along and i you might have noticed i even used that phrase in the last Um, in the story segment, and I really had to be intentional and think about what I was saying just as I did in this moment right now. Because what I had been saying before that is kissing hands and shaking babies, which is not a good thing to say or do, especially because I was saying this during COVID, which was not the best timing for that. And shaking babies is frowned upon, especially when you work in health and safety. Or at least that's what my husband keeps telling me. So I hope that gave you a little laugh to end off our day. Share your embarrassing stories. Laugh, lean into connecting through them and finding moments of joy in unexpected places. Thanks for tuning in everybody and being on this strange journey with me. This is Lil and you're listening to Lil on Life. If you'd like to reach out, you can get me on my Gmail at lilonlifepod at gmail.com. That's Lil with one L on lifepod at gmail.com or on my socials Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Lil On Life Pod. Please like, follow, and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this. Lil on Life Podcast is produced by Brandon and Company. You can find his work on Instagram at Brandon Allen. Lil on Life is a Big B and Little L collaboration. Opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and may not reflect those of my employers. If you or someone you know is in danger, please dial 911 If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, call or text 988. Support is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That number again is 988.